0: Hi, uh, this is Terry McCarty and uh, welcome to a new episode of Reviews and Otherwise. And uh, first film up is a faux Blade Runner filtered through lower budget uh, filming in Belfast called Zone 414 and um, the Harrison Ford role is uh, essentially played by Guy Pearce as a detective that's uh, hired uh, by a android uh, human android maker, played by Travis Fimmel, and a long-haired uh, wig that makes him. Look somewhere between the uh, commercial and Space Jam director, Joe Pitka, and Klaus Kensky and uh, Femmel's character uh, hires Pierce to bring his uh, human daughter back from the Tidal Zone, which is a manufactured uh, paradise of... Uh, rent uh, red-light district uh, where where humans and uh, uh, mechanical uh, creations can uh, go ahead and uh, shag and uh, whatever else uh, without the crater society being too concerned and uh, There's a well, the Sean Young character is uh, actress named Matilda uh, uh, Lutz, and and she's the reluctant uh, partner of Guy Pierce's character in uh, in finding the human uh, female, and I guess to spell out the way it spells out in that dialogue is that the human character would prefer to be uh, robot and the robotic character would prefer to be human and uh, anyway it's 98 minutes and sometimes it feels uh, a bit longer because it's uh, I guess the new word the kids use these days is deliberately paced and it's worth a rental. I mean, I did my rental off of uh, Amazon Prime Video, and it's well made enough to hold the interest, uh, but it's not so well made that um, it, you know, makes you forget the material that it uh, lives from, and certainly Blade Runner and other people have mentioned the HBO Westworld series, and so just giving it a marginal, see it as a rental, and uh, uh, don't don't bother uh, with theatrical showings. I'll be back in a little bit and we'll talk about a now obscure film, uh, Noah Bombbox, Mr. Jealousy. And I'm back and time to make a few brief remarks about uh, Mr. Jealousy, which was the second uh, feature film made by uh, Noah Baumbach, and it was after Kicking and Screaming, which I've never seen, but uh, it it has a devoted uh, fan base, and a few years back uh, it appeared on as a Criterion Collection film, and Mr. Jealousy, if I remember correctly, the reviews weren't quite as enthused, and and it pretty much sunk into obscurity. But it's now like a rental on uh, Google Play, and you can see it on uh, Tubi, that's T-U-B-I. Uh, free with commercials, and uh, as a relic of the 90s indie uh, shot uh, in New York uh, period, uh, uh, it's not bad, and uh, I guess to put a little bit of context uh, in terms of the lead actor first, is that Uh, Eric Stoltz was a go-to lead in uh, independent films in the uh, 90s and two other films that are now obscure but uh, that he's very good in in each of them uh, deserves some rediscovery one is uh, The Water Dance where he uh, plays a paraplegic and Stars with uh, Helen Hunt and Wesley Snipes. And the other is uh, Bodies Rest in Motion, uh, which has him paired with uh, his then uh, woman friend uh, Bridget Fonda, who also is in a small role in uh, Mr. Jealousy. And the, the concept of Mr. Jealousy is that uh, Stoltz's character was uh, in his uh, early adolescence uh, uh, jilted by the girlfriend uh, that uh, chose to latch on to someone in her 20s, which that's uh, definitely a problematic storyline now and in uh, any way that uh, makes him have uh, some uh, cringy uh, things of wanting to, once he's with a girlfriend. Uh, uh, Make uh, dubious inquiries about her past lovers, and uh, go ahead and uh... well, actually, the central uh, storyline is that he uh, has a relationship with Annabella Sciorra's uh, museum guide uh, character, and uh, he discovers that her uh, one of her uh, ex-boyfriends who has the uh, name Dashiell Frank and is played by Chris eigerman the uh, Ritz Dillman regular that uh, they anyway he winds up uh, joining a therapy group that Egeman's in and led by Peter Bogdanovich, which uh, here is like a precursor of uh, what he did later as an actor in The Sopranos, and uh, uh, Stoltz's uh, character goes to the therapy sessions and borrows the problems of a male friend of his. Way he more or less spies on um, on Heigemann's character and finds out that uh, they have uh, mutual insecurities and uh, at least start to become acquaintances. don't know if you could say Stoltz as an uh, ideal actor to, as an Insecure uh, Nabish or not. Uh, uh, ben Stiller might have been uh, uh, a bit more ideal, but at that point he was more tied to uh, uh, major major studios and I guess as indie as he got. And that period was like Miramax where he where he was uh, great in uh, uh, David O. Russell's uh, Flirting with Disaster but uh, in a way it's like uh, with Stoltz in the title role uh, he the sort of uh, mild effect uh, kind of helps to diffuse uh, the more like uh yucky aspects of the character, and uh, but not not to the not to the point of uh, like uh, Dude Bro uh, whitewashing either. And anyway, it it leads to a the kind of partial climax that uh, uh, it's not. Staged uh, great here, but uh, it's it's the kind of uh, uh, multiple character business uh, that uh, Baumbach would later uh, pull off uh, somewhat better in the film that he did with Greta Garbo uh, and Robert Kirk, uh, Mistress America, and. Because uh, it's an early Baumbach film, it uh, wears his uh, influences uh, on the sleeve a bit. Uh, There's a very prominent running narration that might uh, remind you of Godard in the 60s, and the hanging out in restaurants with friends uh, scenes uh, will remind you of uh, of the Barry Levinson Quartet of uh, 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 Baltimore Films and uh, and also the whole uh, upper middle, upper class uh, white collar literature environment uh, will will remind you of Woody Allen, except uh, that, uh, overall, the, the uh, pairings are a, are a bit more age-appropriate than, than you would have found in uh, Woody Allen films in the 90s, and there's even, like, a inside joke shout-out to uh, Baumbach's mother, uh, Georgia Brown, who was writing film criticism for The Village Voice in, in that period and uh, Mr. Jealousy, it's probably middling as, uh, as a comedy of manners, but it's, uh, it's worth a look and uh, give it a recommendation as a rental or if you find it on like Tubi or Voodoo Fandango and watch it with the commercials uh, dropped in at random. So I'll be back with uh, one more bit of review and that's of the late Jean-Paul Gimondo in A Double Tour, a early film from uh, Claude Chabrol. Claude Chevrolet film A Double Tour which was one of the first uh, notable uh, roles for uh, Jean-Paul Belmondo who passed away last week and uh, anyway uh, with uh, Jean-Paul Belmondo uh, most people know him from the uh Godard films uh, Breathless and uh Pierrot le Fou and uh, and also he was a prolific uh star of a- action pictures and uh, one one that's probably sort of known and yet uh Benefited from coming coming out in the early James Bond uh, era was the Philippe de Broca's uh, That Man from Rio, and and anyway he uh, worked pretty steadily up till retiring about a decade ago, and hopefully uh, some more of his films will become more available, and there'll be some kind of uh, TCM tribute Uh, at this time I don't know if one has been announced or not but a double tour is uh, shot in color and uh, set in the French countryside and uh, in large part uh, it's set at or near a Winery and vineyard, uh, invo- and involving a uh, somewhat dysfunctional family. The, the father's uh, having an affair with a younger woman uh, living next door. Uh, the, the wife isn't happy about it, to put it mildly. And there's a too tightly wound uh, son and uh, and a daughter in a relationship with a, a near-to-well uh, played by Belmondo in a what you could call a uh, proto-Jack Nicholson performance um, because he's uh, scruffy, irreverent, um, sometimes the uh, teller of uh, inconvenient truths that the bourgeois uh, family doesn't want to uh, deal with until absolutely necessary, and uh, unlike the later Chabral uh, films that I've seen, uh, this one starts out like with a kind of new wave giddiness, and uh, for the uh, fair part of the first uh, 20 minutes or so, you think you might be watching a... A sort of uh, uh, sex f- farce about the housemaid uh, played by uh, Bernadette Lafont, and uh, and that she has a, a man friend who's like the uh, neighborhood uh, milkman, and uh, that the. Like the repressed son, and like spies on her, and the, and the and the wife's uncomfortable, and tells her to be more modest. And uh, it's uh, for Chabrol, uh, uh, uh humorous, and uh, and then after the first third, it it settles into the mode of. Uh, emulating Alfred Hitchcock, uh, and here it's a little more blatant than, uh, than later on. It, there's certain, certain scenes, including uh, one murder scene uh, late in the film, which uh, you, you'll be able to uh, figure out which Hitchcock film that the uh, staging uh, was inspired by, but Essentially, it's the after the uh, husband and wife argue about uh, on on what kind of understanding uh, she's willing to come to on the mistress, and uh, both the husband and wife make uh, uh, very pointed demands of each other, and the. Is uh, uh, found dead, and then uh, it's sort of like which uh, family member or guest, uh, and Belmondo brings a, a male friend of his over over to the to the house for dinner, and so it, it just turns into uh, who's done what or who's capable of doing what or uh, uh, who's going to, to uh, pin the murder on wh- whoever else to to save their uh, bourgeois uh, uh, status and uh, and then of course it's a Catholic family in late 50s France so uh, divorce uh, would be a Automatic scandal, and uh, so anyway, um, a double tour is it's good. It's uh, worth uh, seeking out. I I rented it from Amazon, and uh, it it's uh, pretty moves along pretty well. Uh, runs around ninety three minutes, and uh, it's definitely. 're seeking out as an example of, early example of uh, Belmondo's uh, uh, acting ability and charisma. So that's all for this episode and uh, thanks so much. to say about Michael Kenneth Williams who also passed away this past week as well and uh, uh, if you like what you've heard then please uh, feel free to uh, mention it on your favorite form of social media and I'll see you in a week to ten days from now Uh, thank you ever so much